0: We're continuing our series on Romans this evening. We'll be reading Romans chapter 13 from verse 8 to verse 14. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment there may may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself love does no harm to its neighbor therefore love is the fulfillment of the law and do this understanding the present time the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than it was when we first believed the night is nearly over the day is almost here so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light let us behave decently as in the daytime not in orgies and drunkenness not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. This is God's word for us tonight. Our first point for tonight is that love means fulfilling the law. Love means fulfilling the law. I'm going to begin tonight by asking us to, to go to a couple places together. First, we're in a vacation cabin, and you can pick the location, wherever your favorite vacation spot is. And imagine that you're, you're sitting there in the front room, and you look out the doorway, and out the doorway you see this wonderful nature scene. Maybe it's a lake, a beach, a mountain, whatever, take your pick. But you're sitting there, and you look out this doorway, and you see the beauty of God's world out there in front of you. And all you have to do is get up and walk through the doorway to get there. Or imagine that you've been driving and driving and driving to get to a family gathering. And you get there, you park, and as you're walking up to the house, the host opens the door. And as you look past them, you see the little kids of the family running around and playing. You see the older folks sitting back and talking. You can smell the wonderful dinner that's been cooked to wafting out to you. Your favorite chair has been reserved. And all you have to do is walk through the doorway to step to step into that family gathering, that time of joy and fellowship and love. We all want to live lives that are, full, that are full of beauty, that are full of good fellowship, that are full of joy and full of love. We want to have lives that just overflow with contentment and goodness. We deeply want to live lives like that. But in this world, it's often hard to know how to get there. Our lives are complicated. Ourselves are broken. We don't always know what to do to live the kind of life that we picture ourselves living. Now, there's a couple steps that we need to go through to get to that kind of life, to get to a life where things are right, where things are how they're supposed to be. The first step is one that our text for tonight assumes. It comes up earlier in Romans. In fact, the first several, many chapters of Romans really are about it. And that first step is that we need to come to belong to Christ. In order to live the kind of lives that we want to live, we need to belong to Jesus Christ. To really have the possibility of having a life that is right, we need to be forgiven our sins. We need to have our wrongdoing taken care of. But even once we belong to Jesus, even once that first step has been taken care of, sometimes we still don't quite know what to do to get to the kind of life we want to live. Sometimes in our lives as Christians, we still feel kind of stuck. We see the beauty we want to get to, but we don't know the way. It's like we're wandering around a building in the cold, and we know that joy is waiting inside, but, but we can't find the doorway. We can't get in. We can't get at it. It can be hard to know what specific steps to take to develop the kind of life that we want to live. And Romans, and really the whole Bible, tells us that the law and that following God's law is the way to that kind of life. Now this isn't an intuitive point. We don't automatically go, oh yes, yes, following God's law, that's what's going to get me the type of life that I want. That's that's what leads to joy. That's not intuitive. But I think our text for tonight and the Bible as a whole are pretty clear that the way to get to the kind of life we want to live is through God's law. And this isn't through God's law as in we have to perform and we have to do these certain things. We have to take this unpleasant prescription, but the results of it will be the kind of life that we want. No, the point is more that God's laws give us a description of of what that life is really like. Fulfilling the law means living a life of perfect love, and a life of perfect love would look exactly like following God's law. In that sense, the law is a doorway that we step through in order to live the kind of life that we want to, in order to live the kind of life that God designed us to live. The law shows us how to live in love and the law of love shows us a pattern for the type of life that we deeply, deeply want and so often have such a hard time getting to. Romans here lists some commandments. It's a number of the Ten Commandments actually. Don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't covet. And each of those commandments is a doorway. They give us this little picture of what a life of love looks like. And they're, they're kind of the negative side of it. They're phrased negatively. Don't do this. But the flip side of each of them is a positive. It's a picture of how we would like life to be. Don't commit adultery. The plus side of that is honor, honor your own commitments and honor the commitments and relationships of other people. And who doesn't want to live in a world full of healthy relationships? Don't murder But do your best to care for other people around you. And who doesn't want to live in a world where everybody cares for everybody else and where all of us help each other? Don't steal, but be generous with what you have. And who doesn't want to live in a world full of generous people? Don't covet, but rejoice in what other people have and in the gifts that God has given them. And who doesn't want to live in a world where we together rejoice with all the good things that everybody has. We shouldn't get stuck doing just the minimum, of the minimum of the law, looking at the law as just a to-do list, as this thing that we have to do because God somehow or other wants it. That'd be like getting to that doorway into joy and good fellowship and just standing in the doorway and not going any further and saying, well, at least I got over the threshold. I did what I had to do. No. God's law invites us into a life of flourishing. And God's law gives us a picture of what that can look like when we step through that doorway. God's law and love, they give us a picture of the kind of life that we've always, always wanted. And the best possible life for all of us is summed up in those commands to love God and to love our neighbor love means fulfilling the law and love also means turning away from the darkness if we really love god and we really love others we'll turn away from the darkness now that seems obvious but but it's hard it's hard in part because really loving really following the law really turning away from the darkness means that our lives have to take a certain shape This means that we can't, even if we love other people, we can't just let them do whatever they want. It often is the comfortable thing, it's the nice thing, it's the thing that feels good to let ourselves do whatever we want and to let other people do whatever they want. But that, in fact, is not the most helpful thing. A Fish Out of Water is a classic children's book. it It opens with a boy going to a pet store and he sees this aquarium and he wants this particular goldfish. So he tells Mr. Carp, the owner of this store, I want that goldfish, and I'm going to name him Otto. And Mr. Carp says, okay, but let me give you a little bit of advice. Never feed him too much. Never feed him a lot. So much and no more. No more than a spot. So this boy takes Otto home, and he feeds him for the first time and gives him just a spot of food. But Otto looks so sad and so hungry that the boy just takes the whole box of fish food and dumps it into his little fish bowl. And Otto eats it all, and then Otto starts to grow. And he grows and he grows, and he goes from this tiny little goldfish to a fish that hardly fits in the dish. So the boy takes him out and throws him in his mother's biggest vase. And Otto keeps growing and growing and growing. And he doesn't fit anymore. So the boy takes him out and he throws him in his mother's biggest pot. And, and he doesn't fit anymore. So the boy drags him up the stairs and throws him in the bathtub. And fills the bathtub full of water. and Otto keeps growing and growing and growing. And he doesn't fit in the bathtub anymore. And the bathtub tips over. The bathroom door breaks open. And they all go sliding down to the cellar. And on the way the boy grabs a phone and calls the police. And the police come And they help him drag Otto out of the cellar. And then they have to call the firefighters. And the firefighters load Otto up on their fire truck. And they drive him to the community pool. And they throw this huge fish in the pool. And he keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And of course, no one is happy to have a giant goldfish in the community pool. They're all yelling at the boy, Get him out of here! And they don't know what to do. The fish is out of control. All the boy did was give that little, sad, hungry fish what he wanted. And everything spiraled out of control from there. Now, we often think, and this is true for ourselves and also for the people around us, that, that just a little bit of indulgence won't hurt. That just giving people a little bit more of what they want won't necessarily hurt. Our culture and often, you know, our intuitive sense is that we should just let people do what they want That the most loving thing is just telling everybody, do what feels good. Do what you want to do. And that's comfortable and it's easy, but it's not really loving. Whenever we indulge darkness, it grows out of control. Darkness is never content to have just one little corner of our lives, but if we give it any room, it keeps growing and growing and growing and growing And it tries to take over everything. So living in love means turning completely away from the darkness. It means laying aside the deeds of darkness. Romans Romans 13 tells us the hour has come. The hour has come for us to wake up from slumber. The night is nearly over and we're called to turn away from the darkness. Now it's easy to point at other people and to say, oh yes, yes, those other people need to turn away from what they do. But this text is about us. This text is about people in the church. This text is about believers. And it's calling us to turn away from deeds of darkness. If your drinking means that you're absent from your family or that you're unpleasant to be around, then you you need to give it up. If you really love that that ability to, to tell on people, to just put that little fact out there that makes them look bad and gives you that little rush of adrenaline. You're called to stop doing that. If you've been into risque websites or even outright porn, you're called to turn away from that. And we're called to turn away from the deeds of darkness and to come to hate them. Those things that we indulge in, those things that we think, oh, it'll be so fun just this one time or, or I just do it a little bit, it's okay. No, no we're called to hate the deeds of darkness. We are called to turn away from them completely, to give them no corner, no foothold, no hold at all on our lives. But the truth of the matter is that we can't do that. The truth is that none of us are capable of giving up all of those things that have their, have their fingers on our lives. If you've ever tried to give up a bad habit by sheer willpower, you've probably found it almost impossible. And in fact, often the way that people give up one bad habit is by developing another bad habit, and sometimes the second bad habit is worse than the first. When darkness gets into our lives, it is incredibly hard to get out. And in fact, we can't do it on our own. When we try to turn away from the darkness on our own, we end up feeling so so hungry, so empty, so, so like we're missing out. But when we give into the darkness, we create monsters that grow out of our control. And the only way to get it fixed, the only way to get it fixed is to ask Jesus to come into our lives and to take those things away in a fish out of water that little boy ends up calling Mr. Carp from the from the poolside phone and saying I I fed Otto too much and Mr. Carp replies oh dear you fed him too much i'll come and he comes to the pool dressed up in a funny old swimsuit with a little black bag and random tools and he doesn't say a word he just jumps into the pool and then all of a sudden Otto starts shrinking and he shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and then after a while Mr. Carp jumps back out And Otto is back to his regular size and back to his fishbowl, and everything is right. This is a work of fiction, if you didn't catch on to that earlier. But Mr. Carp knows how to make everything right. And then he hands Otto back to the boy and says, Now this time, don't feed him more than a little bit. Don't, Don't do it again. But we need Jesus to come. We need Jesus to come and to fix the mess that we've gotten ourselves into. We need Jesus to work in us to take away the darkness that always spirals out of control when we're left to ourselves. Romans 13 tells us that we need to clothe ourselves with the Lord. Living in love means clothing ourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ. Living the right kind of life means following the pattern of Jesus. It means following the pattern of Jesus. And we can only follow the pattern of Jesus because Jesus has come down and he's delivered us. Jesus loved us so much that he came down and he dived into the depths of our sin and he went to work on us. Jesus loves us so much that he descended to the very bottom of the universe in order to bring us back up to be with him. Baptism, the sign and the seal that we that we celebrate it again tonight. The the water is put on us in baptism to remind us that we are buried with Christ. To remind us also that Christ has washed us clean. All the darkness in our lives, all the guilt, all the junk, Christ has made us clean. And the Holy Spirit is continuing to work in us to make us more and more conform to the pattern of Christ. And because God loves us so powerfully and because he is at work in us, we can become more and more like Jesus. Jesus gives us new clothes so that we look more like him. And the clothes that we wear, they say a lot actually about who we are and what we're up to. If you've ever been to a play, actors can change roles with just a change of costume. If you wear your work clothes or your workout clothes, you carry yourself differently. When you get up in the morning and you take off your pajamas and you put, on a, you put on your work clothes or your church clothes, you're a different person in some respects. You carry yourself differently. You're out to do something different. If we belong to Jesus, we're called to clothe ourselves with him and to be different. The night is drawing to an end and the day is near. Mark Buchanan is a pastor and an author. And in one of his books, he talks about his attempts to do some pastoral counseling with a young woman. And this woman, she was abused as a child and she had made all kinds of terrible choices that had ongoing really harsh effects in her life. There's this long, long series of wrongs done to her and wrongs that she's done. And so for a while, Pastor Mark digs with her back into her past, and they just keep coming up with more and more and more junk. Her past life was this well of never-ending trouble, and as they dig into it, they just keep pulling up bucket after bucket after bucket of darkness. And after some time of this, Pastor Mark realizes they aren't they aren't getting anywhere. And so he changes course. He stops, he stops looking back with this woman into the darkness. He realizes that the past is beyond repair, at least least on his watch. He can't help what's back there. What's in the past is done. And it can't be undone. It's twisted and it's dark and it's broken. And he can't change it. But together with this young lady, he says, let's, let's not look there anymore. We've been there. It, let's not look there anymore. And so they turn from the darkness and they look toward the sun. Instead of focusing on the dark night of the past, they look toward the glorious day of Jesus Christ. And this young woman with all her brokenness, with all the darkness in her past, with all that had gone wrong, still when she put on Jesus Christ, her future became full of light. When she put on Jesus Christ, the new day came with light and with hope. And as he puts it in his book, her future in Christ was vast, unbroken, radiant, It was pure promise, a glory that would be revealed in her, a glory that far outweighed her light and momentary troubles. Her past was a tragedy to lament, but her future in Christ was an epic to anticipate. And so all of us, we rise and we meet the day as it truly is, a day that the Lord has made, a day to be glad in, a day to rejoice in, a day new with mercy And transformation. The Lord draws us into his light. Every single day, we draw closer to that day when the Lord will make all things right. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. And so every morning, we have the opportunity to get up, to lay aside the deeds of darkness again, and to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's live in love. And love means fulfilling the law because the goal of the law is a life of perfect love of God and neighbor. And living in love means turning away from the darkness that bends and breaks and twists us. And love means putting on Jesus Christ and stepping out into the light. The day is almost here. Let's clothe ourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ and go out to live for him.